Welcome to the Progress with Unity podcast. The week before Halloween, Dan. Yes, it's the last one of the summer as well because the clock's got back. I've got a couple of apologies tonight. Talking of Halloween, Paul's not here. Hey! hey. <laughs> <laughs> that is because he's at a brownies Halloween party. No, well, <laughs> he's told me. He's told me he's, he's taken his little girl. He's the pumpkin. He's taken his little girl. But I think that he's actually going as Gru. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, as the Halloween, uh, uh, the evil monster. The Gru from Zark. The no Gru from Despicable Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes it's what's it like. Anyway, and Simon, uh, who's not here because he's caught Dan's Lurgy. <coughs> anyway, so we, who have we got around the table? Well, we've got Gareth. Are you doing, Gareth? I'm not doing so bad. What have you done to your head? Banged it again. Oh, it's one of the uh, drawbacks of being tall. You're one of the first ones to bang your head on everything. Yeah. <laughs> and bald. And bald as well. Because he's Yeah. Adam, you alright? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite as tall as Gareth, are you? Not yet. Not yet. Get in there, though. Get in there. Nearly as bald, though. <laughs> <laughs> alright, mate. Alright, better. How you doing? I'm alright, mate. Made it this week, then? Uh, yeah, only just that. Uh, I told the wife I'd uh, take the dog out for a walk. Don't No, I'm not going to dog, but she doesn't know that. Alright, Rob. Yeah, that's so bad, dude. Been to the land of smart water, I believe. Yeah, today, Telford. Telford? Yeah. Enjoy it. Not really. What was you doing out there? Driving? Stealing oh, uh, Sleeping at some kitchens today. Brilliant stuff. Nothing interesting. What is somebody's house like? Oh, new build. Hello, so. love. Can I come and look at your kitchen? No, <laughs> no. no, new build. New builds? All new build. Wow. In Telford? Mm. Mm. New town. Telford's United. We played them once in FA Cup, didn't we? Larry Lloyd worked manager. Oh, I was only we, about three of them, Mary. Well, we drew here and they beat us away, so anyway. We'll talk about something uh, along those lines a little bit later because it's Back to the Future Day today. Mm. What was the song? Theme tune. Power of Love. Power by Louis Lewis and the News. You and Lewis and the News. Anyway, okay. Hold on a minute, you've not introduced me. I have Dan. I've not done it properly. Hiya, Dan. Hello, my name is Dan. Welcome to the Progress Unity. Podcast. You're looking a bit desperate tonight. Damn. <laughs> Oldie but a goodie. Right, okay, let's get on with it. let's get on with this show thing. Right. Apologies, Paul and Simon. I've already done that. Paul Simon sent their apologies. First up, we'll have uh, Rob's straight off the terrace report from Saturday's game against Colchester United. Brilliant. Rob Gibson's off the terrace report versus Colchester United. Game finished, Wigan Athletic five, Colchester United nil. What a great performance. Wigan came out the blocks superbly. 3-0 uh, up after 15 minutes. Absolutely superb start. We could have been 2 up in the first couple of minutes before we even scored. A uh, couple of goals for Donovan Daniels. Really cool finishes. Uh, Will Griggs bagged himself a couple as well. Nice to see that. Alt got off the bench. Solid junior. Uh, all in all, it's a, a great Wigan performance. and you know We've uh, really enjoyed that today. Uh, it has to be said, Colchester was a really poor outfit. Uh, they didn't defend very well at all. Uh, my man of the match for, was Wildshut for me. I know Daniel's got the uh, sponsor man of the match, but Wildshut, playing that left-hand side, terrorised the Colchester sort of right-back. Just couldn't live with him for the pace. Uh, very, very good individual performance. A special mention for Max Power as well. I thought he dominated that midfield. Uh, Perkins as well. Uh, another good performance from him. Absolutely buzzing. 5 0 victory. Could have been 10. Onwards and upwards. Up the flaming ticks. Up the flaming ticks, indeed, Rob. Up the flaming ticks. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Smoke off them boots, were they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Gareth, have you got us some stats from the game, please? Yes, the stats from the game. Wigan versus Colchester. Possession dominated by Latics. 60% to Latics from 40%. Colchester. Shots, Alatics managed 14, Colchester 8. On target, Wigan managed 8 and Colchester 2. The Latics had 8 corners to 4 of Colchester, committed 15 fouls to 13 of Colchester. And the score, as Rob said, 5 0. Come on. 
I know, Fago Floor. Adam, Fago oh, Floor. Yeah. It was amazing, wasn't it? Was you buzzing? I was buzzing, especially so early. I mean, it's been so like, such a slow start to game usually. And, you know, it's just completely different. I mean, it's what we needed, really, isn't it? The game was won after 15 minutes. Yeah, it was. That third goal killed it, didn't it? It was uh, a question of how many, but they didn't go breaking any legs, did they? <laughs> Took the foot off the gas yeah. and job were done, really. Uh, Great win, Mick. Three points, much needed. Three points at home, clean sheet. It was it, it was good. I, I didn't actually get to the game. Uh, I was busy with the family commitment. But when I got to the car, first thing I did was put the radio on. And after fifteen minutes, three nil up, three nil up. I thought, wow, how good is this? And then I realised I wasn't there. And I thought, oh crap, why are they doing this when I'm not there? <laughs> <laughs> so. But if I, if I could just mention, I had a conversation with somebody who is a true Latics fan, Omen away Specky, who we were having this discussion and they were turning around and said, we've no real firepower, we're not really banging the goals in. Dave, two days, two games later, we've scored eight goals, mate. I think we've scored eight goals. He's probably right at the time, because the firepower we had was Jordi Iwula, who, who's a 20-year-old kid and a little bit inexperienced. Suddenly we've got our strikers back. And it shows what we've been missing, Rob. Would you agree? Definitely. With that? I think it, it, that got a bit of a mention last week. We was back to full strength. And when you've got likes of Davis and Alt that bring off the bench, it shows you what quality we actually have got. And Greg, just, uh, it looks like he's finding his form, finding his shooting boots. He's on five for the season already, six for the season already. Uh, we was promised this one goal all the season striker. It looks like we've got one in him. I'm glad to see Davis back as well. Um, All did well when he came on, didn't he? And he, he had that chance where he... he uh, yeah, he, just, he, he couldn't wrap his foot round it enough yeah. on, on Saturday, could he? He had um, one similar last season, didn't he, when he came back from his injury. Well, his early injury, his knee injury. Uh, I, I can't remember if it was against Bro. But he might have been Norwich at home. I don't know, anyway. And it was almost identical. But, he's Harrison created the chance and when he closed the centre back down with the ball that's what he, he yeah. brilliant yeah. yeah Dan yeah would you agree yes more of the same stuff that we saw the previous Saturday against Bury and unlucky not to get a goal I thought yeah um, all in all brilliant performance and he had uh, Colwell had the luxury of taking off the, the big players didn't he to rest them yeah ahead of the game We'll shoot. Will shoots. Excellent. You know, he just, I, I mentioned it, I think it was last week's podcast, he just gets the ball and runs and he runs with such pace and power, he draws defenders to him and he just creates space for other people, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. I'd also like to mention, if I can, Perkins and Power, I thought they were terrific in the engine room. They really were closing down, winning the ball, distributing the ball. It's great. They're really hard forming a partnership and, and, it, and it's all coming from there fantastic aren't they really good played a lot further up pitch as well I thought uh, Bury who was, uh, was it Bury who was it? sorry Bury the game before they, they were quite I thought they were quite deep and more or less in, just in front of that back line mm. Perkins was way up the field against Colchester and they were making things happen once he was looking up with Jacobs and Wilshirt on that left hand side he was commanding that midfield area yeah. from where I sat in the middle of the east you can hear him pretty much anywhere on the pitch it's, am, it's amazing how much stammer he has left in him as well. Well, Mike Pollard, didn't he? He said he'd come in at half time. He doesn't stop. He never stopped stop. running in the changing rooms, and then he went stop. back out again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, he's running Bradford. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know what them Perkins engines are like? They just go on forever, don't they? <laughs> 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 yeah, so. The good, the good thing so is, it shows we're a work in progress, and I know one or two of us had some, you know, deep, deep reservations about the way things were going. and but one thing is, uh, we said we were, all of us said, we, you know, let's give him some time, let's give him time to let things gel. And we were talking about how the team needs to settle, how, we, how the gaffer needs to find out what his best lineup is, what's his best fault. And the thing I like about it is he has been, he's shown quite obviously that he will change things if they're not working. He's not he afraid change, of that, no, is he? No. He will change the lineup no. and he will actually change the formation in a game. Which I do like because it shows the guy knows what he's doing. It's, it shows he's reading the game. 
and he's watching it and he's thinking right okay this is not working that's not working let's tweak it here tweak it there because he wants to win I don't know if anybody's noticed there's been a bit of a debate with some idiots who say What's, what does Graham Barry do what does Graham Barry do he's up in the stanchions and he comes down and then he's directing telling Colwell but Graham Barry's Colwell's eyes up above into it we talked about this last week didn't yeah. we and said he sees the pattern of play and he, he how many managers do this though have their assistants or a coach up there out the way there's tons isn't there tons yeah, it's also reversed what about those managers who sit in the stand watch what's going on and shout their orders down or, or radio their, their orders down saying look this is what's happening let's, let's yeah. tighten up here let's tighten up there it, it's not just about one person it's a team it's the well, team on the side look it? at the bench look at the bench every week how many of them was in that dugout there's, there's about a dozen at least, you know, in, all right, including the players, there's more than a dozen. But each and every one of them has a role to perform, and they have to perform on match days as well. So there's some people who go to that game and they're just watching one player in particular, because he might have been carrying an injury. And he's the one who informs the gaffer and says, it's limping. But that's their job. That's what, that's what they do on match days. And so Graham Barrett is, like you say, is the eyes in the stand. Brilliant. So these are all people you see who don't know football properly. You, yeah. you, you know. Well, all they want to see is blood, blood and guts, isn't yeah. it? And yeah. when we get caught out at the back, they wonder why when we've got seven players forward because that's just happened. Peterborough were a, a bit like that. I'll come to them in a bit, but they were a bit gungo at times, and, and obviously we we, we we caught some shots. Um, happy? Are we happy with that then? It's all. How can you not be? Well, apart from I'm the fact that we didn't score 10. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not bloody happy. I missed it. Well, no, <laughs> makes no, but. Well, I'll tell you why I'm not happy, Barry. Because I had a bet on 4 0 at 40 to 1. No! Oh, good, good. Did you? Yeah, and I didn't celebrate when Griggs' second goal went in. Lost me 40 quid oh, there. <laughs> that makes me feel I thought it was a bit happier. Oh, that's a great finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's on that. Excellent, was Well, great. Yeah. 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 Oh. The, the pass through as well. Oh, yeah. so oh that's yeah. that fast. What, what was the, the build? Oh, oh, piece it was nearly as good as the finish. That pass. Yeah. I mean, it was. It, it was tippy. As they say, people call it tippy, which I hate. Tippy tappy because that's like a derogatory term, isn't it? But we were tippy tapping it about, weren't we? Just keeping possession. Then all of a sudden, it was bang bang, through ball, buff. Taking your opportunities up. Yeah. Where there's no need force anything. Phone no. it up. Keep the ball, kill the game off. Get the cigars out, innit? Take your chances yeah. when, you, when they come. Pick yeah. them off. That's what you do, innit? Excellent stuff. Right, so, uh, very happy. Good performances all round. Man of the match. Um, Daniels, mate. Daniels. Will Wilshire. Followed by Power and Perkins. I th yeah, I thought uh, Power had a very good game. Best game he's had for us, for me, that Power. I think he's growing every game. What about you, uh, seeing in Nets? I know he had nothing to do, but is his influence still standing in the back line? It is, but I thought, well, I thought he made a mistake last night. Well, we'll pretty, come to that. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. Well, we relied on him playing out the back a few times, and he knows exactly that he's a step ahead, unlike Richard O'Donnell, who gets the ball and he's like, where do I go? He knows where he's going to go, because there was a point where he was like in a tight space in his, in his own six-yard box. Love was on the right. Pinged it over there. He has, he has got very, very good awareness of what's going on. Crack, and cracking keeper. Cracking creep, creeper. Creeper. Yeah, for Halloween, creeper. Uh, <laughs> creepers, yeah. creepers, jeepers. Right, okay, um, Peterborough. We'll move on to the Peterborough game. Two games in one week, two, two very good results. Um, I went to Peterborough. A fantastic trip, all in all. Obviously, because we won. <laughs> Makes it better. Uh, so I did a little off the terrace report. I'll have to apologise again because it's not the best, but here we go. Straight off the terrace, match report. Peter United 2, Wigan Athletic 3. Lassics found themselves two goals to the goal after 15 minutes. Yannick Wilshirt, the artist architect, scored the first one and some good play by himself, set up the second one, reached James, fired it in, and Will Grigg deflected the ball into the net. 2-0, 15 minutes gone. Bit reminiscent from Saturday, apart from the fact that Peterborough had created a couple of chances themselves prior to us scoring. The rest of the first half, Latics was really in control up until probably uh, five minutes before half-time when Peterborough came back into it and we weathered that storm. Second half kicked off. 
the Lassics and Furness could have stretched the lead a little bit, a bit more, uh, I don't know, penetrative, shall we say, going forward, but they didn't, and the inevitable happened, and before we knew where we were, it was two apiece. Peterborough came back, two good passing moves from where we started, it looked like, anyway, uh, when they equalised in the 80, 81st minute, we thought, here we go, here we go again, but straight from the kickoff, it went down the other end, and uh, great link-up play from Craig Davis, who'd come on as a substitute, fed Max Power, fleet fussing in the box, and then fired it past the keeper, and give the Lassics the three points. An absolutely fantastic victory. Uh, Peterborough, very similar to ourselves, looking quite strong going forward, not the best at the back, but I'd say we, we, we were the better side, not slightly better side, we were the better side, uh, although Peter had two good midfield players, someone known as the Turkish Messi, don't know his, his surname, I think it's Ostuma, and uh, John Taylor, who's an ex-Latics youth team player, and used to be a ball boy down at the JJB, as it was in those days, the DW Stadium. What an absolutely fantastic uh, performance result, and it was worth the trip, down to Peterborough, and um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Before I finish, special shout out to the Peacock, which is a public house opposite uh, Posh's Ground. Uh, it's full of local fans and Latix fans. Nice atmosphere. One of the roughest pubs I've ever been into, I must say. And I've been in some rough pubs in my time, especially around Wigan. It's probably built, I don't know, 1965. I don't think they changed the carpet since it was built. Uh, they had food on, on for sale, I was going to get some, but one smell once we walked in, I thought, not a chance. Burger and chips, two quid, a big no-no. Didn't fancy having the Tom Tits for the rest of the uh, the evening, so give that one a knock, knock on the head. Thank you. Peter were a decent size, you know. I can see why they've been winning. Well, last, up, up, up to last night, they were just one place behind us, weren't they? Yeah, but they've been, up, they've been above us until they drew at the weekend, yeah. and we, we, we leapfrogged them. Scored lows, haven't they? Like 20 the, goals in that. The division's second top scorers yeah, behind Gillingham. Well, we're not doing too bad. No, but they concede a lot as well. I think they're the fifth highest conceders. Uh, they're just open. They're just open it and they flood forward, uh, which suited us. I was talking to some Peter fans before the game and I, I said to them, uh, I don't know how you're going to play, but if you keep it tight, you know, that's how he's been playing and it's been dead cagey. And he's, you know, I said, but if you're open up and attack us, I said, I think we'll pick you off. He said, well, you'll be picking us off then because that's what we were doing. And sure enough, the first five minutes, it was all over us and we got that break and, and we'll put it in the back of the net so I was, I was quite pleased uh, yeah. my little uh, little prediction predi yeah yeah so uh, I don't know if anybody's been to Peterborough's ground before it's a proper football ground old style football ground really enjoyed going there and you know the known as the posh we talked about that last week didn't we yes. they had a guy in a top hat walking around the pitch and all the trimmings oh on. yeah I've seen him before yeah, yeah. I took his photograph uh, it was quite good did you see Peterborough? Yeah, I did the rabbit with the big, the big carrot. carrot. Yeah, <laughs> it was quite quite good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no whale on sale again. Oh, Reputation that. Reputation's gone before us. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was a bit of an idiot journalist as well. We're not talking about you, Paul Kendrick. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but you took a bit of stick off him. Who was it, Adam? Oh, yeah. Mr. Swan. Mr. S just the Swan. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Swan. Oh, terrible. Terrible. Some bad comments on Twitter, didn't you? Awful, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything but professional. Anything. So what do we think about last night's game and the, the window? I thought it was brilliant. Ah, yeah, great. Yeah, wonderful. Um, it's one of them signs now what says, we've bottomed out. We've bottomed out now. We're coming back. And this is it. This is the, These are the first few steps now back onto fame and glory yet again. You know, I think it, I think it's wonderful, and uh, I think it's good for you get you get the buzz from the club, aren't you? You're beginning to get it. It's getting his squad back, P people fighting for places. I like the way they play in the football. Some of the things they do still annoy me, but I'm I'm enjoying being a Latics fan at the moment. Yeah. Talking of Latics fans, it's just popped in my head. No, I don't know why I didn't mention this earlier on. Probably because I'm so tired. By the way, I only got to bed at three o'clock, so it's been a pretty, pretty uh, tiring day today. But one of the things that happened last night was I met a Latics fan from Suffolk, Johnny, who's a, a, a really nice lad. Met a Latics fan from 
London, Tom, these have been Lassic's fans for, for a few years now. Is he a Cockney Lassic then? Uh, yes, uh, yes. Uh, and uh, one from Lincolnshire, um, Sebastian. So, and, and there was a guy from Bury St Edmunds as well, mm-hmm. who was a Lassic's fan. So it was, it's nice to know that we got picked them fans up on our way through the leagues, and, but we kept all of them as well. Yeah, support, so it's quite good, isn't it? Well, like obviously, when you're chatting to these people, did you actually invite them to, you know, get in touch when they're coming up for a home game at any time or anything else like that? Well, yeah, yeah, well, I know who they are anyway, so yeah, yeah. It's, they're, not, they're not randoms. I, I do know who they are. They come on my website, you see me. Which, for anybody who doesn't know, it's www.wigan.backofootball.co.uk. No, because it's going to be, you know, one of the, one of the things we should do is we should actually do one of these ad hoc. Uh, sessions for the podcast asking them people to make a contribution yeah we've already done that this season getting them all together right okay right, okay yeah, that's uh, yeah. hell, here we yeah. go again well <laughs> I actually did take, take the recorder with me yeah, and yeah. Uh, as I've shown you tonight it's a bit it's a bit broke so <laughs> I like to care uh, anyway <laughs> good, good result then Gareth very good result really I mean uh, Peterborough's not the easiest place for most of us who've got jobs and things to get to on a Tuesday night, but just basically seeing the benefit of the sort of um, highlights that appear on YouTube and such, and also friends who listened to the game said it was terrific. Brilliant. Yannick again. Yannick, you know. Yannick. Yannick. He <laughs> was, was actually fouled in the area shortly after he'd scored. Uh, which was on the highlights. He bust through again, similar sort of run, down the left hand side, and he wungled over in the area. Very to doubt, penalty. I don't know if this came over on that Yeah, it was on the radio. Oh, it was all over him. He was really angry. Peterborough's cleared the ball at the field. He sprinted after the ball and caught caught the man up in possession, slid in from the back and won the ball, and the referee blown and gave them a free oh, kick. You know, it was, yeah. Yeah. it was a definite penalty, though. Definite penalty. And I, I thought, as uh, Jacobs got filled as well in the box and we should have had penalty off that so it was a comment on the radio that wasn't it the fact that um, it was well summed up as well what would you tell your team that's 2-0 down at half time to a rampant Wigan side stop them at all cost especially the threats out wide down the left and uh, lo and behold within the first couple of minutes of the second half you know point proven Mm. but it happened again and again and again and the thing is, though, is the referee wasn't wasn't quite uh, happy with his cards, was he? He wasn't giving free kicks or some of them. Oh. I mean, there's some strange, really strange decisions where he were letting he were letting really nasty fouls go for both sides, and and then blowing up for trivial things, you know. And he was just they're very hard to work out these referees. Very hard. Have you got any stats from the game, Gareth? Uh, yes, I have. The stats from the game, Peterborough versus Wigan. Possession was sure, 50% each. Wow. Which doesn't happen often. Um, shots, 16 to Peterborough and 12 to the Latics. On target, 4 to Peterborough, 6 to the Latics. Corners, 4 to 5. Yellow cards, Peterborough got 5 and the Latics just 1. No reds and the score, 2-3. 5 oh. yellows, will they be fined for that? Oh, six, didn't he? Oh, is it six? Okay. Find them anyway. Find them. I'll tell you what surprised me, and what I was disappointed with yesterday. No sign of Barry Fry. Possibly oh, right. down the touchline. I thought he was. And the guy in the top hat. No, that was Barry Fry. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's not going to that begin a foot fit on his head. I don't think he can run these days. No, he can't, no. But I was, uh, I was uh, quite uh, surprised to see him. Apparently, he's not well liked, though, from uh, the supporters we're talking to. Mm. Yeah. Can you not like a Busby babe? Mustn't be fans of QI. Oh wait, that's Stephen Fry, isn't he it? Played, played the same United team as Georgie Best and Dennis Long, mm. Mm. Right, Yannick. Yannick and Max Power last night. Outstanding, the Pearl. And it hard to separate for man of the match, but if I was pushed, I'd have to give it to Max Power. He scored the, the last goal, the winning goal. Brilliant. I mean, we've all seen it on YouTube, yeah. haven't we? The amount of distance he makes up. From Reese James playing that ball forward, if you have a look where he is, sort of, when the camera's panning across, he's just in the centre circle. So he's sprinted. He's had the run on the midfielder, I think he mentions on himself in an interview. 
and then he's got all the way brilliant hold up player from Davies sets him up brilliantly touch and finish super, absolutely superb yeah they were still high-fiving as well I mean they thought they'd done it and they yeah, thought all they, the hard work were done yeah they took his shirt off they were swinging it around they were doing his somersaults they were laughing and high-fiving back to the centre circle it was an amazing celebration by the way well it was I bet the manager's not so pleased about it and kick off it was two touch straight to the left hand side wasn't it crossed it in Davis has got himself up there, laid it off, like you say, Max Powers mm. brought the 100 metre record. It was, what, I mean, it must have been one, two, three, five, five or six touches. And it was, in, it was, well, it worked 13. 13 yeah. seconds. Yeah. 13, that's what I said. 13 seconds. From kickoff. Five, it was five or six touches into back at that, yeah. if you include two off Davis, two from Power. Two from James and then oh it might have been eight. <laughs> on, on tonight's local news they showed you some of the goals from last night. And uh, there was some absolute beauts. You know, there was a cracker from uh, Burnley and a, and a peach of a goal um, to give Preston the three points last night. But the pick of them goals from the team thing and, and Wigan was actually shown last and it was a match power one. Mm. And it just looked, as you were saying earlier on about tippy tappy football, I'd call it poetic. It mm. was poetry in motion. And it was just touch after touch after touch. The control of Davis, who saw him coming up, who held it up and just. Point the ball it. he played. When he plays that ball, power is not even in the shot. Right? And he just comes steamrolling on, so it two touches and then bang, and it goes. Lovely finish, wasn't it? Lovely finish. Yeah. The thing was, Langford, the referee, had his six minutes on. And six? Six minutes to train <coughs> on, on the pitch, I don't think. don't think he had. Nope. Um, this, I know that Alan Swan said it was due to our town wasting, but we, we weren't town He never spoke to anybody about town wasting. Never hurried anyone, anyone up. Well, Juicy was up to his own tricks again, wasn't he? Yeah, but you expect it. I mean, if, if Peterborough would have been in front... I'd expect it's an aggressive, but you expect them yeah, to yeah. do a professional. Yeah, it just slows it down a bit. Tactic, isn't it? Yeah. Grant Holt was magnificent when it came up. Sorry, say that again. Grant Holt was magnificent. <laughs> Sorry, rewind. He backed into players. He had both his arm around them. He threw himself to the floor. He won free kick after free kick after free kick. Yeah, well, he must have been playing against a big bully because Holt doesn't. Just <laughs> throw he doesn't throw himself to the floor <laughs> like that. We were getting that frustrated with him. They ended up kicking him. Oh, we can set and then he was throwing right. his hands up then to refs as what you know it's a bit like me I, yeah. I, I'm a cheat as well it <laughs> <laughs> was a funny instance where yeah, <laughs> you, you see in Holtz what you see is you see a good old fashioned centre forward he's pushing players off his arms yeah. coming up he, he gives somebody a clout in the ear with his elbow you know he's an air beggar when, when all's said and done but what he does do is he looks after the lad who's playing at the side. He's clever. Him. He's very clever. Yeah. He's very clever. And this is why him and Fortune would have won the title for us no, if they played together. Fortune I think Craig Davis was it, they linked up well, didn't they, Craig Davis and Hall? I think yeah. it's a slower game. But how many options what do we have at the front now? We've got we could start off last night we start off with, with Wilshirt, Jacobs and Greg. That's a pacey forward line. Everything's on the deck. Into it, over the top, round the back, and all the rest of it. Neat yeah. interchanging passing. The centre backs come, or the defence gets used to that. Then we set them off, and we bring on Craig Davis and Grant Holt. Two totally different types of players, aren't they? Big lads, bullies, in the air. They don't mind, he's in the air, over the top. It's just fantastic. Anyone who's struggled against them, too. Yeah. It's a centre forward. But we can switch it like that. So, I mean, last season, I mean, you're talking to her, yeah. with James McLean and bloody. Mike Antoine Fortuny up front. That was it. Mm. No wonder, yeah. you know. Good point. And the difference between last year where we had a bunch of individuals and this year where we've got a team and a yeah. squad that yeah. are pulling in the same direction, enjoying <coughs> the... Look at Max Powell when he scores. I, I want to see that goal celebration yes. at Bradford. Yeah. And then again next week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's brilliant. Mm. Yeah. So I call it the leaf blower up the kill, Thailand fling. <laughs> <laughs> but it all starts at the at the top this doesn't it and then comes down the players don't start this sort of feeling this togetherness it's the boss last year we, we, we Rosal lost it didn't it? we know that he lost it and then they made their own choice in Mackay coming in without any shadow without none of the players like Mackay we know this because without breaking any, any, any secrets we were told by a player weren't we yeah. that they didn't like him mm. so a big problem there it looks like they'd be like Caldwell, don't take the play for him. 
Well, they, they, they must do. Yeah. Look how much fight we've got in us. I think uh, the big thing, I was thinking about this coming down tonight. When Roberto Martinez first came into, in, into the club, uh, we struggled out for a season, didn't we? He brought his new style of playing, and he was all keep possession, do this, and there was almost a player with revolted at the time. But what he'd done, he'd taken over Steve Bruce's side, hadn't he? Yes. With, with seasoned pros who played there, they played under Bruce, they played a, a certain style. Gareth Corwell, Gary Corwell, what he's got, is a brand new slate, hasn't he? He's brought players in to play football the way he wants to play it, rather than coming in and trying to change people's perceptions about the players. I, I think it's a slightly easier for him. In that, that has way. helped him, because yeah. there's no... Like I said, I don't think we had a single club. We're not going to play E and I. What was E last season? Yep. Apart from Chris McCann, Leon Barnett, yeah, and Tim Holt. Chris McKenna. All right, there's a few. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you mean. Yeah, they weren't they weren't regular first teamers, were they? Some yeah. the Romans ever did. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it, it is going to help him in the respect that it's a, like it's a clean slate. The core of the team is, is brand new, isn't it? Yeah, of course yeah. it is. Yeah. It's the Alf Ramsey method, isn't it? I get people in to do the job I want to the style I want, and I've also got a plan B. So, ah, it's, it's like we've got a plan B and well, having all of it. He changed it last night. Yeah. When I mentioned about that he started to come back into it slightly, it was just before half time, he went from the three at the back, pushed McCann into midfield, yeah, right. he dropped uh, Reese James back to left back and went with four, and crowded the midfield out a little bit and put, gives a bit more solidity down on the left hand side and the right. That, that suits McCann though better, and I like him as a midfielder rather than oh, left back. Yeah. Anyway. Right, so uh, good three points last night, took us up to seventh in the table. <coughs> We're looking quite good uh, now to, to push on. We're only seven points off the lead. Seven points off the top spot, so. Um, and we've got an healthy goals plus now, aren't we? Six goals plus. Six, yeah. Gareth, what are we? Are we are we right now? Seven goals plus. Seven goals plus. Oh, fantastic stuff. Right, let's move on then. On Saturday, we've got Bradford City. Bradford. We're aware. Now, before, before we're going to do another bit of a preview, anybody travelling to Bradford, we've had some communications from Bradford City supporters today. Be careful. If, you, if you're going in your own vehicle, be careful where you leave it. Use the public car parks rather than leaving it on streets. There's been a, quite a bit of vandalism around the area. Cars getting smashed and broken into. So, uh, there's a, a number of car parks within about a 15 minute walk of the stadium, so if you, if you use those, some of them are multi-storey, so they're undercover as well. So that's just something to bear in mind. I think it's quite good that they've been on all as well. Thank you. Right, Dan, have you got a bit of a preview for us? I have indeed, and it's cobbled together from the various participants tonight who've chucked in their own individual facts about Bradford. And here they are. Sorry, it's Bradford, isn't it? I'm watching too much rugby league. Right, David Hockney is from Bradford, and that is because he make who is the, uh, David Hockney, the internationally artist, internationally is renowned it, is painter, it a good artist. Uh, he's from that area, indeed. And Rob says that Seabrook crisps are from Bradford. Crinkle <laughs> <laughs> core, and the belts, aren't they? And along the same lines, we've got Sir Titus Salt, the politician and philanthropist. Philanthropist is also from Bradford created Salter, its own little small independent teetotal village, which is alongside the um, Leeds-Liverpool Canal. It's a World Heritage Site, actually. Oh. I just thought I'd throw that in as a free Anybody would have thought you'd worked in Yorkshire for a period of time, mate, because you know, seem to know so much about it. Well, I've got another little gem what Dan's going to share with you afterwards as well. Yes. It reflects my <laughs> background from that neck of the woods, yes. I've written here, mixed mate, Rahouf, the Asian equivalent of Del Boy. He has his own, he has his own uh, eatery out there in Bradford. Bolty Towers? No, no, it's called Rahouf's Place. Yeah. Right. Is it spelled P-L-A-I-C-E or just place? <laughs> I can't speak of it. I know. They got struck with trickle toffee. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Carry on down. <laughs> also, courtesy Mick, IMAX Cinema was founded in Bradford. Ah, it's still there, I'm telling you. It's an absolute belter. Go there, you see it's everything. It's like a 90 foot tall screen. King Kong was shot there. <laughs> just made that one up. Also from Bradford, 
Professor, oh, this is funnily enough, Professor David Sharp founded the Bradford Burns Unit. And finally, we've got... Yeah, that one was courtesy Adam. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. No problem. <laughs> Not happy with the delivery. Okay. And finally, we have a couple of athletics links here. Paul Jewell and... Just Paul Jewell, actually. Chris Kamara Chris, Chris, Chris for some reason. And Chris Kamara was managing that as well. Yeah, and good. he's played against athletics in the Freight Rover Trophy final of 1985. There you go. That was a good athletics link. Well, what, what that also came out that year in 1985, Barry? Well, we'll come to that in a minute, Mick. Live aid? Yeah, see, there you go. It was, it was an easy question, Barry. It was, yeah. No need to confuse the answer. No. Right, okay. And that's it. Thank you very much. Are you not mentioning Bradford Airport? You have to mention Bradford Airport. Well, is it really worth mentioning? Shout out to Bradford Airport. <laughs> no, we'll, not bother, we'll not bother then. We'll not bother. We'll not mention Bradford Airport. <laughs> right. Gareth, has been going on as of late? The <laughs> city, <laughs> under Phil Parkinson. Is he still manager? Who? Is indeed. Yeah. yeah. The form, the form of both teams over the last six games. Bradford um, have won three, the last three actually, lost two and drawn just the one. So they're doing okay. Uh, but they lost 2 0 against Colchester and they lost 2 0 against Peterborough two teams who we've played recently so I don't think that gives us a yardstick to look at the Latics as you know our form drawn 4 and won the last 2 5-0 and 3-2 away Sai can't be with us today but he's sent in his odds checker Latics are 8-5 favourites to win the game overall with first goal Grigg at 5-1 Hansen 11-2 Cole 6-1 and Grant Holt 6-1 the draw, one apiece, 6 to 1. 1 0 to the Latics is 17 to 2. 2 0 to the Latics, which Sai says is his tip, 13 to 1. But our favourite away score, 3 2 to the Latics, is 33 to 1. Get a quid on that. That's yeah, what I say. Yeah. Get a quid on that. Put me dinner money on that one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, for those who don't know, this, this uh, podcast is being recorded on the Wednesday, which is Wednesday, the 21st of October. 2015. What's so special about that date, Barry? Well, it's uh, a significant day in the history of mankind. Why is that? It was the first day that anybody travelled forward in time. When? When was that? Doc Brown. Who? Doc Brown. Uh, to be EastEnders? No, that's Doc Brown. Oh, right, My right, wife right. said that to me. She's in EastEnders. I said, no, it's a he. Doc Brown, who invented the flux capacitor, that's very easy for you to say. Took <laughs> <laughs> his friend, Marty McFly, into the future. And today, yeah. they travel from 1985, the 21st of October, to 2015, 21st of October. And Marty McFly is here today. <laughs> Come on in, Marty. So we got, it got us to thinking, didn't it, about how the latics have changed over those 30 years. Where were we as a club? Where were we as a club on the 21st of October, 1985? Fifth in Division Three. Fifth in Division Three. In the three. third tier of English football, third we were fifth. So we've gone down two places. <laughs> but when you look at it, we've yeah. done all right. We've had a bit of a journey, haven't we? Mm. Manager, anybody's got the manager? Rob? Brian Hamilton. Brian Hamilton. Yeah. He, he, he just got a piece of silverware for his answer. First piece of silverware. Yeah, the first one. He went on to manage <coughs> Northern Ireland after that. Northern Ireland. Leicester. Leicester's for Leicester. And then went Northern Ireland. And then came back to us. And then went Northern Ireland. Then went Northern Ireland. <laughs> yeah. I remember we went Northern Ireland. Uh, I was only free at the time. Nearly ran, bankrupted us, didn't they? Being himself agent to all our players and sold them all. Oh, that's yeah. what you're getting, isn't it? Made £150,000 in a year out at Latics. Players, we've mentioned uh, a connection to Bradford there. Julio. Paul Jill, yeah. The ground, where did we play at? Springfield. So that's a big change, isn't it? That's like a real step to the, to the future. Step. Springfield Park to the DW Stadium. Yeah. Back in 1985. It's a big spring, that. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that's got. Get him off. Would we imagine that back in 85, leaving Springfield going to play in a, a, what was basically Robin Park? I want Park to imagine that. On a dump. In, well, that was 14 years ago. Well, when you think about it, that was the halfway point, wasn't it? Mm. Moving ground. 
but we've been in Europe since. You know, we've, we've sorry, we've been with a little bit of silverware a couple of years ago. Yeah, well, we, we won another trophy. Well, we've won two trophies since then, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Also, we've been in another cup final. Yeah. And, yeah, going cup final as well. Not forgetting eight years up in the elite of British football. We're just having a breather before we get back out of the gas. Beating a bit of a breather. Bit of a breather, then, mushak. Had the England centre forward playing for us up front. Yeah. Not yes. Oh, it's been quite a journey, I'd say, this 30 years. Oh. That Martin McFly Doc, Doc, Broyer's missed. Brown, uh. <laughs> Ticket prices, have they gone up that much in, in the time? 1985, three quid to get in at Springfield Park. Get in here for 15 quid, can't you? No, so it's gone up five, fivefold in that time. A bit rare to be inflation. Yeah, so it's not too bad, is it? Not, well, not yeah. in comparison to everybody else. No. Well, has it been uh, a recent criticism of us on prices? Or somebody... Hey, oh, call, call not us. No. Who no. was that there? Who was that one? Was it Leeds, did you say? Le um, yeah, Leeds. Leeds have been... Leeds chairman, who's uh, sacked Hoover Rosler this week, has <laughs> <laughs> been complaining that uh, wherever Leeds travel around the country, the clubs put the ticket prices up. Is the what? That they put the ticket prices up because it's Leeds. I know what you're going to say, Mick. Well, what, yeah, two, right. Flashback to Boxing Day. The thieving, roguing dogs last year put it up to 45 quid just for the away fans on that Boxing Day. And that was when Wigan showed the three character. The club actually funded uh, some of the actual ticket prices. Yeah, the, but, the difference. I'm sorry, but these sort of chairmen should do the pig in homework before they start investing their thieving money from somewhere else into this country. Yeah, the tax avoiding scammer. Yeah unfit to govern Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Don't slag other clubs off Palance and you've got your own... He's okay. All he's bothered about is his, his cash in his back pocket and he's not really... Yeah, he's never made a penny of it himself anyway. All inherited. Well, just look, just look at the last, what, I would say, four people who've been in charge at that club. Every one of them, every one of them has been rotten to the bloody club. Ken oh, Bates were alright. Ken Bates was not. Ken Bates, he's my, he's my hero, Ken Bates. He saved Latics from going to the wall twice. In his time. He made bloody money out of it. He made money out of Leeds. Didn't make money out of us. Yeah, he bought that club for a quid. Chelsea, that. He bought, he bought, he bought uh, Leeds for less, I think, then. 50p. <laughs> and he got ripped off. That's that's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Seven and six. Fair. Anyway, we're talking enough about then, then Yorkshire yeah, people. We're going to, to Bradford. I don't think Bradford fans will be quite no. pleased with us talking about Leeds, will they? No, they'll be joining in with us. This, yeah. is, like, this is, you know, like this is the ecumenical side of football, isn't it? You know, we're so all in together. This is what? The ecumenical. Oh, that would be an ecumenical matter. Yeah, 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 yes, indeed. Yes, yes. Well, on words like that, on a Wednesday evening. <laughs> And I'm very, very tired. I've had four or five hours sleep, so uh, I'm about to wrap up. I don't know what you lot are going to be doing. I'm in opposition schools. But before we do, mate, <laughs> I told you I'm very tired. It's really tiring, this. Just trying to help you out, mate. Go and watch it, Latics. Just, I mean, you're either tired because last season it was hard work, <laughs> or this season we're tired because we're, we're never missing games. Everyone yeah. was buzzing. It's brilliant. Right, let's have some predictions. We'll start off with Gareth. Go on, Gareth. Goals. Don't be scratching your head because he's getting on <laughs> Goals. It's got to be. I think uh, Latics are uh, finding a scoring form. And as Rob said earlier, we've got strikers everywhere. We don't know which option to go for. Goals. I think we're going to win 3 2 again. I reckon it'll be a tough game to start off with. I think we'll, we'll be under a lot of pressure. Big home crowd. I think the atmosphere will be a bit hostile, but I think we'll, uh, we'll weather the storm and we'll get a 2-1 win. Very good. Mick? I, I think we're going to set off Black and House on fire. They're going to pull back into the game. But I think in the second half, the other boys are going to come back on 4-1. Win. Right. Mm. Confident. Yeah. Bradford, I've watched Bradford this season, and they play... There's playing high-energy game. And they usually get something out of a first dive. They've got an excellent set piece taker called Evans, watch out for him, and a big guy up front, Anson. So you'll get a lot of balls going in the box to him. We'll come under early pressure, I agree with Adam. I think we might go one down early on, but I think we'll wear them down. I think we'll win 3 1. Well, I can't envision anything other than 3 2 Latics. And bring on the entertainment.
More of it. Yeah, more of it. More of it. Well, Bradford are the fifth lowest scorers in the league, so they don't score many goals. But they're also the fifth best defence as well. Only conceded 17, which is the same, same as us. They've only scored 15 goals from the first 13 games. So uh, I think it'll be, uh, it'll be a tight game. I think we'll win. I'll go with 2 1. You said 2 1. You, Rob? I said 3, mate. Um, I, said two. I said 4. 2. I'll go with Adam. 2 1. 2 1. With another Yannick Wilshire goal if he's recovered in time. Because yeah. he did look knackered last night when he went off. He's not surprised. Bum, bum, of his bum bum. Not surprised with all that running about he was doing. Well, there was, wild. There was Yannick. You know, where did Peter replay? London Road. London Road. Yeah, there were Yannick in the streets of London. I was rubbish that Barry. That was rubbish. It was rubbish. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. Right, anyway, uh, that's the predictions done. So, uh, anybody in any of the business? Barry, what did you think of the Caldwell Fansites Forum? Oh, I thought it was excellent. Yeah, I did. Uh, a, lot, a lot of. Uh, recorded, didn't we? Pretty the podcast last week. But what things you don't get on the audio, like people don't get with us, they don't see the humour in our faces, you know. <laughs> Uh, one thing that we didn't get was the, the facial expressions of both himself and Jonathan Jackson when certain questions were being put to them. One question regarding Vilshut. Um Apparently we did try to sign him permanently in summer, uh, but Borough weren't interested. But now they've agreed to let him come out on loan and I, I don't believe he has a future with them. And they're hoping perhaps to make it a permanent deal in January. Something they're going to work on. Uh, Gary Cole's very funny, he was a very funny man, um, you can see why the players like him, you you really can. And I'd say, listening to his answers and the way he was expressing himself, he has a massive, massive passion in this club, it means to him. When we've done similar things with other managers, Malky Mackay, couldn't look nobody in the eye, mm. it rhymes out, doesn't it, there's a bit of poetry there, for a Wednesday evening, at the book cycle. So Malky Mackay couldn't <laughs> look no one in the eye. Um, Uwe Rosler, me and Gareth met him. Nice sport, wasn't he? But a bit, bit too intense. Yes. Remember when that door opened and people walked in? He spun round into and shouted at him. I was a bit embarrassed at that. Yeah, very businesslike. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, He's German, that's why. Yeah, very, very efficient. But Forsprung dog. Look what's happened to Volkswagen. They've all been recalled, just like he has at Leeds. He's been recalled. He's out of a job. Uh, Roberto. We met Roberto, very similar sort of thing to, to Gary Cole, but more technical, more like a romantic with the game, wouldn't it? Um, and he'd lose you, he'd purposefully lose you within the tactics and that. Gary Caldwell, very passionate, but talks a lot of sense as well, and you can really see why the, the players have turned to it. I can't, when you sat here now, you're thinking about some of the comments I've heard and read, I can't believe people knocking him to be honest with you he just spent five minutes listening to him or having a chat with him or wait for him before the game because he says when he goes into the ground every weekend people are stopping and he's chatting with him and they're asking him questions and he says he answers them honestly you know and he will discuss things with, with the supporters and why people who are you know so anti are they just after a rise on, on the old social media or are they off the reds talking off the reds off the reds yeah people love to complain it's entertaining to hear people complaining Right oh, poetry card, yes. poet, and you don't know it. <laughs> anyway, I think we've got. It's because it's the fashion and not the passion. Yeah. It's superb. Let's make that the final word. <laughs> <laughs> well, Halloween's on its way. Before we get a fright, let's all say good night. <laughs> all right, good night. Good night. Good night for me. Good night. Good night.
great trip.